Music education has been part of the fabric of society for hundreds of years, yet so many music teachers are struggling to build a profitable studio. With so many moving parts, it's often hard to know where to invest time, money, and energy. Stick with me for this episode of the Music Teachers Expand Online podcast to determine what your next online step might be. Hi, I'm Jamie Slutsky, and this is episode 253 of the Music Teachers Expand Online podcast. This podcast is dedicated to showing you how to create true impact and income online as an independent music teacher. This podcast is not simply edutainment, you know, education and entertainment merge into one. Instead, I make short, actionable episodes that are designed to give you a nudge or sometimes a swift kick towards that next step for growth. Your next step might be to click on the link to expandonlinenow.com in the show notes to download the Make Money Teaching Music Online Getting Started Guide. Or your next step might be to hire a bookkeeper or a virtual assistant to streamline the running of your studio. Or the next step might be to create a new offer. Or your next step might be to just do some more research. There are a million possible different next steps. So let's discuss the buckets that your next step might fall into. Bucket number one, running your studio. If your studio is not running efficiently and it lacks automation or it's hashtag using all the tools, then your next step might be to streamline the running of your studio. We want to run an efficient studio so that as we grow and continue to expand, we are adding value, not overhead. I believe the best way to go about getting started with streamlining and automating and cleaning up the way that your studio runs is to go through your student onboarding process. Document all the steps that the student goes through from the first moment that they find out about your studio and your offers through, let's say the first lesson or the first class or the first payment or whatever makes the most sense for your current offers. So document all of the stuff that the student does. And then after you go through that student side, go through the admin side of onboarding that student. Write down everything that you or a person in your studio goes through. You may also want to say it touches this system and that system and those kinds of things if you've got more automation. But essentially right now, when we're streamlining the way our studios run, it's usually eliminating redundant or repetitive tasks. Now, let's also write down all of the stumbling blocks where someone might make a wrong turn. That could be the student. That could be you or an employee or a contractor or whomever it is doing the admin side. There are often little tiny stumbling blocks. And if we can get rid of one or more of those, then we're running your studio more efficiently. It seems pretty straightforward and easy. And from these lists, it should be pretty obvious to see something that can be simplified, systematized, automated, or eliminated. 
And if we are simplifying, systematizing, or automating something, create an SOP, a standard operating procedure for that task so that you never have to go back and revisit why did we do it this way? It's going to be documented for you. A bonus tip for this bucket of running your studio is to list off your monthly and annual expenses for software and services. With this list in hand, you might see some expenses that can absolutely be eliminated, which undoubtedly are going to increase the operations and efficiencies of your studio. So I guess you have two options for your next step. I think that the student onboarding process is the most efficient, most logical one. If you've already got that done, then yes, look through the software. Or maybe you want to look at the student offboarding. How does that student offboarding experience work? What can you make easier and more efficient in there? Or maybe it is your recitals, or maybe it is your email processes. There are, as I said before, so many ways for us to create efficiencies in running your studio, which is then going to make it so much easier for future growth. Now let's move on to bucket number two, income generating activities. This is the bucket that is all about bringing money into your studio. It is about filling your lessons, selling your services and courses, your digital products, your physical products, doing affiliate promotions, or having a sale of some kind. Your income generating activities, they are both the activities that bring you leads and convert those leads into students, customers, and clients. You will want to take your next step into this bucket when there is demand for your offers and when you want to close the loop on open leads or if you feel that you have more capacity and you can bring on more students or you have offers that you want to get out to more prospective students inside of this income generating activities bucket we are going to do outreach and invitations i think that this is probably the easiest step to take because we haven't been operating in vacuums and we probably know a few people who would appreciate the outreach, who would appreciate the invitation. And it's going to be fairly straightforward to reach out and ask and invite. In addition to the invitation and outreach, we also want to think about marketing and lead generation in this bucket. Honestly, I thought about leading with that in this bucket, but I decided that let's start with the easier thing. Let's grab somebody who's already in your warm network to do outreach and invitation with. But now we also have to think about bringing new people in and warming them up. And so I invite you to head back to last week's episode for the formula for marketing your freebie on social media. That will give you some ideas for some of the marketing and lead generation activities that you may want to pursue. I also could have put marketing and lead generation into a different bucket unto itself, but I chose to include these as income generating activities because your studio growth is directly related to the people who you interact with and them choosing you. 
Like I said last week, people can't choose you if they don't know your offers even exist. I am going to touch on that a little bit more next week too. So I'm sure you're noticing a trend and a theme here. I am sure you are because what I want for you is to have the confidence to pursue your dreams and your goals. Let's take a step. And with that, let me share the third bucket. That is your learning, coaching, personal and professional development bucket. The truth is none of us were born knowing how to do the business thing, how to grow a studio, how to be a business owner, be a CEO, be a teacher, be a motivator. We were not born with all of that. Heck, online business is something that came about after many of us finished our formal education. You know, I mean, even me, I got my degree in computer science, which was totally cutting edge back in 1999. Netscape was the browser of choice. It's kind of crazy to think of everything that has changed and this whole new space where you have the opportunity to create income and impact. Online business is a relatively new phenomenon. In this bucket three, where we are looking into personal and professional development, getting coaching, doing more learning, there are a ton of directions to turn. We could start by asking our friends for referrals or recommendations. We could spend time on Google or on Facebook using the algorithms to show us what might be of interest. We could go down the, I'm going to listen to every podcast, read every blog post, watch every video, social media, deep dive route, or any combination of these. We could focus on our friends and then see what the algorithm pulls together. Then maybe listen to a podcast episode and start following the guest and then reading their blog and blah, 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 until we find something that we say yes to. There is so much that we can learn about business, about software, about ourselves, about growth opportunities and strategies and theories and everything. There's so much. It is worth taking the time though to figure out what will serve you best as your next step. You're not going to be able to do personal development and professional development, learn new skills, work privately with a coach all at once. Pick one thing that's going to help you define your success, defining your next step. If you cannot envision where you're going, but you know you need to go somewhere, that's where coaches really come in, whether it's in a one-on-one or a group setting. If you are thinking that you want to enhance your business with new software, take a course or stumble through free resources to learn how to use that proficiently. You can also hire a consultant to guide you through that learning process. If you want to learn to do something new, offering a course, doing more on social media, blowing up TikTok, whatever it might be, then a course, a consultant, or a group program might offer you the opportunities that you want. It really depends on making sure that you are going to follow through. 
that's really a super important thing for me. If you are going to take a step towards something, decide that you're going to keep taking steps toward that thing until it no longer serves you. I feel like I'm on a little bit of a soapbox here, but let's try this out. Let's make sure that you're getting super specific about what your learning or growth objective is and be discerning who you choose to learn from. There are some amazing generalists and there are some not so amazing generalists. There are also amazing niche solution folks and some who are all talk without the results to show for it. You know, I follow a coach on social media and also I'm on this person's email list and they claim that they're making six or seven figures every single month. But honestly, I have no clue what people are actually buying from them. It feels like high ticket coaching that teaches others how to sell high ticket coaching or some other high ticket offer. It feels so out of reach. It feels so misaligned. I love reading this content and following this content because it tells me what I don't want to be doing. I don't recommend working with someone like that. Yes, money is important and you want to see that your coach or mentor or guide has had success and you should feel comfortable asking them about their clients' wins and struggles and for them to share that honestly. That shows integrity. Money is not the only way to make an impact. And so making sure that you align with their message and their mission has to come first. When we invest in bucket number three, we have the greatest potential for sustained growth. Yet it is absolutely 100% the scariest of buckets because the ROI is a little bit less tangible. It's a little harder to reach and it is not immediate. You are absolutely ready to invest in this bucket if you feel good about how your studio is running and feel confident in your income generating activities. If not, focus on the foundation first. Yes, personal development is always going to be helpful, but let's, you know, use this bucket analogy. So we've got these buckets and we can pull something out of them and put them into the bucket that is your business. If your business has a hole in its bucket, how good is it going to be to shove a whole bunch of learning and personal and professional development into that bucket? They're just going to fall through the bottom because you haven't reinforced the bottom. You haven't created an income generation machine. You haven't streamlined the way that your studio runs. Okay. This podcast is all about expanding. And when we get to the end of an episode, like we are now, I want you to have an idea what your next step is going to be. It's a step, not a leap. And it's 100% okay for it to be small and exploratory. In bucket number one, we're going to look at what's going on right now and find places to refine, enhance, remove, or automate. In bucket number two, it's starting a conversation in the DMs or sending an email or 
gasp, making a phone call. In bucket number three, it's understanding what will create growth and momentum in your business and understanding how you'll completely follow through on the objective. Okay, I hope that this gave you motivation and inspiration. Go and take some action. And like I mentioned, if you want to make money teaching music online and you want something that can be easily implemented, then might I suggest that your next step be to download my free guide and you can create an online income stream in the next couple of weeks. All you need to do is click on the links to the Getting Started Guide in the show notes. That's going to take you to expandonlinenow.com. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today and I'll be back with episode 254 next week.